track is still rolling. It's uh, I think it's just a slow fade out. Let it go. Very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> What's up? It's Rooster Grooves. Hey everybody, I'm Jay Purcell, and I'm uh, my name's Jesse. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that today. With a Q. Yeah, with a Q. <laughs> JQ. And this is Rooster Grooves. Yes, as you just said. And uh, this is the podcast where we talk about artists and their uh, their perspectives. Their lives, their achievements, their goals, their mindsets. Yeah. And, uh, and how, they, how they think about all that. Yeah. How they get things done. And we're uh, many episodes deep now. We're almost, almost approaching a year. Not quite. We're going to have to have a celebration so, for that. Uh, yeah. Hit, uh, have a little party. 20 here. episodes out yet? Have we had any milestones? Uh, we've know. had a lot of episodes out. Our most listened to episode right now as of recording is our episode on King Cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie Marshall. Archie Marshall recorded our old uh, office slash studio. It's back in the old days back of in Signal. The, back in the olden days. And uh, what else? What else have people been listening to? They've been listening to our episode on Crumbin, which is our very first episode back in February. Up until recently, that was the most downloaded episode. Yeah, just it's still, you know, there's a couple, there's only two listens in it between King Cruel and Crumbin. Oh, it's a close race, guys. <laughs> And then Glass Animals, I'm just reeling off our top 10. Polyphia, DJ Shadow, Aerial Pink is still a popular one. Tori Imoir, The Avalanches, Men I Trust, and Jazzanova are currently our top 10 listened to shows. Running the mm. gamut from all the way from episode 1 to episode 18. Running the gamut. Running the gamut. And be sure to go on SignalRadio.com to cast your vote. Yeah. For, the, for your favorite episode or go on YouTube and like it. Smash that like button. <laughs> And subscribe. And subscribe. Ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that sort Hit of stuff. Hit the bell as here. well. Hit the bell. <laughs> so you can be notified. Of, yeah, I'm just going to... Don't do that. Do we're... my impersonation of my best YouTuber right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. We're YouTubers, I guess, Jay. I, I guess. We're YouTubers. Kind of, yeah. You know, we're on there. So check it out. Anyway, welcome to Rooster Groove. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking about Mitsuki today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese-American woman, singer-songwriter, musician... Yeah producer mm-hmm. um basically she's a solo artist yeah uh she takes a band on on stage on tour yeah um but she has several albums out um she's been just gaining a steady following mm-hmm. i i heard about mitski originally from tiktok really yeah recently oh. uh semi-recently a few months okay yeah within a few months yeah. and yeah. uh her song nobody which we'll play maybe next okay yeah is uh it was it it was trending yeah. People were making videos with it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a really good song. So it was, it was really it, cool. It wasn't a video of her. It was like someone mm-hmm. using her song that you came across it. Yeah, just different TikTok yeah. users using her song. Interesting. Um, I don't know. They were all, they would play her song and she would be like, nobody, nobody. Yeah. Um, that part where she sings that over and over again and people are like running away from something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, check it out on TikTok if you got it because it's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good, but um, the song is even better. Yeah. So that it turned me on to her production techniques and just her general style, yeah. which is kind of varied. That first song we played is could have been released in the '90s. Yeah. It was like alternative, almost uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Kind of that heavy guitar, a little bit of Bush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bush, Gavin Rossdale, and all that. Hundred yeah. percent. I saw Bush with Incubus. Oh wow! In uh, yeah. California one year. Like Damn. 10 years ago. Damn, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if, in case you didn't that hear cool. that, listeners, uh, Your Best American Girl was the track we opened with. 
mm. yes. of her album Puberty 2. Number 2. 2016. Everyone goes through that second puberty, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, she's indie rock, folk rock. Mm-hmm. People said art, pop, punk rock, folk punk. All of these different mashes of genres coming together to describe an artist. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, I mean, she even she delves into synth pop, even a little country mm. influence. Um, yeah. yeah. So she's she's. I, I like this artist Mitski because she's not really afraid to go anywhere. Yeah. She has soft songs, mm-hmm. uh, melodic songs, yeah. kind of disco-y, up-tempo, yeah. then kind of heavier alternative stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of does it all, and she's not afraid. So it's it's always an interesting listen. Yeah, yeah. Going through her albums and there's. It, it, you don't get bored of anything because it's always different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and kind of specifically back to my introduction to Mitski through that song "Nobody," mm-hmm. which is off her, I think, latest album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that chorus part where she's like, "Nobody, nobody," like not not. I don't think a single one of those words when she says "nobody" is the same phrasing. Mm-hmm. It's like different all the way through. Mm-hmm. Every time she sings it through that one chorus. Okay. And then subsequently the second course as well. So I just think that's interesting. It's not something that's just repeating. She's not looping. Uh, Yeah, there's no... Yeah, it's not like a boring pop loop. It's just really kind of... I don't know. I'm not thinking of all the words I want to say today. I'm not... It's varied. It's it's not going to be a good vocabulary day. (laughs) Yeah, but again, she's just not afraid to to bring it to one little thing that's boring. Yeah. She's just... It's cool. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean, though. Am I am uh, I making any yeah, sense yeah. at all? No, yeah. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying right now. No, definitely. It's um, sometimes I uh, get run into this in certain recording sessions where you know you have like a four bar drum loop, like a live drum loop, right? And your your tendency is to just record record it for a while and just get those four bars and mm-hmm. just loop it, kind of thing. But it's actually more interesting, even if it's the same four bars, to to just take like a sixteen or eighteen bar recording of it. Right, because it has that movement through it, mm-hmm. and it it's cha- even though it sounds the same to the lay person right. sort of thing, it's actually not exactly the same throughout it. Yeah, sort of thing and yeah, no, like, precisely from what you're explaining with her vocals in in that chorus, it sounds like that, and that's slightly different as well because you can put like a different inflection right into each mm-hmm. way of saying. It. And I haven't really listened to that track, so we'll play it in a bit. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's kind of my my number one. That's what turned me on to Mitski. Yeah. And I'm super hyped about it. That's one I've been playing on repeat. And so did you explore the album that was on after you found that track? And like, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Which was her latest one, yeah. Be the Cowboy. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because, I mean, she was talking about Be the Cowboy. We can talk about this later, but Be the Cowboy, like, actually, like, be that character in your own life. Yeah, yeah. Like a cowboy. She's describing, like, rolls up into town's like what's up i'm yeah. a, i'm a cowboy i'm i'm yeah. here to break the rules yeah. and do whatever i want yeah just some you know yeah yeah fuck some shit up and then bounce off to the next town right yeah you know what i mean <laughs> just that that energy yeah. of being a cowboy so uh that's kind of one of the things i relate with mitski is that kind of attitude she has and th- that she brings into the music yeah so nice uh yeah. both in the music and out of the music so she seems like a cool person so yeah that was, was uh turning me on cool um yeah i mean what do we got we want to go into her earlier life real quick she was born in september 1990 in japan mitsuki miyawaki it's actually mitsuki late or okay no mitsuki laylock miyawaki i think yeah you're right there's a lot of i have i have it written down in five different ways in front of (laughs) us 
Um, we, we, we speak English here on Roots to Grooves, and some of these names are from other languages. So yeah. Sometimes it's hard. So I think her mother's Japanese and her dad's American. Mm-hmm. So I think like her full name, like uh, you know, is she? It's like her mother's last name and her dad's last name mm-hmm. together, kind of Laylock Miyawaki. That's cool. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But she was born in Japan. Yeah. And then um, I think her dad like worked in like, uh, was it? Oh, he, looked, he worked in the US Department of State. Mm-hmm. So they moved around a lot as she was a kid. She never really settled in one place. Um, right. She lived all over in Turkey, China, Malaysia, Czech Republic, Congo. Like all over the place. Yeah. And um, that was also very interesting because she's kind of, well, another thing to say about her, she's kind of... Pr- private about her private life she doesn't mm-hmm. talk a lot about stuff that goes on in her personal life totally um and so but she has talked a little bit about growing up and the fact that she didn't because she moved around a lot she didn't have like a steady group of friends in any particular place mm-hmm. and she said the one thing she did always have in their apartment or house wherever they were living was a keyboard not even a piano, but like a key, piano keyboard, maybe oh, sort of thing. Cheap Casio. Yeah. And so she just gravitated towards that um, and just started learning, teaching herself how to play piano kind of mm-hmm. thing. And that's how the music came to be um, for her in that way sort of thing. Right. And um, Yeah, because her, yeah. her parents weren't musical, were they? Doesn't sound like it, yeah. Also sounds like she's an only child, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so back to how how you were saying about how often she was moving around i think she went to like four different high schools during her four years of high school right so she always kind of felt like you know kind of the outsider yeah coming in always the new person right never forming those long-term relationships i kind of relate to that too because i'm kind of nomadic i've lived like in and out of seattle like Mm -hmm. the past 10 years and like kind of start a community here and meet some people. Then I just move away and never talk to them again. I've <laughs> <laughs> only done that once in my life growing up, I think. Like uh, from London, had a group of friends in elementary school, you know, and then went to elementary school in a different place. Right. And then only one high school. But yeah, but it was always like, yeah, group of friends getting, you know, separated. And sometimes you stay in touch with those people. Sometimes you don't like, you know. Sometimes people aren't meant to be in your life. Maybe all not. your life, <laughs> transitory yeah. personalities. Just something. a nomadic, uh, yeah. gypsy, yeah. hipster guy. Exactly, that's me. <laughs> but also aspiring, you, aspiring gypsy, aspiring hipster. gypsy hipster. Yeah. Hipster? Did you say hipster? Yeah, throw that okay. in there. Why uh, not? Yeah, Go I on. don't know. Count whatever's counterculture is me. Okay, <laughs> I'm just Very kidding. Appreciate. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, she just kind of got into music by herself. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, she went to college. Yeah. We'll just jump straight to there. Cause I don't really have a lot of history besides right. what we already went over. Yeah. Yeah. She's moving around, just doing her thing, trying to figure out who she is. Yeah. You know, just kind of living that life. And then she went to film school. Yeah. I think it was Hunter college or something like that. Yeah. In uh, New York. Yeah. So she moved yeah. to New York, went to film school and she was only there for like one year. Yeah. And then she switched cause she didn't like it. Yeah. And so she started studying music. Yeah. And that was at uh, Purchase College's Conservatory of Music. Yeah, I always saw, I always yeah. just, I saw it as Sunny Purchase, mm, like S U N Y. Okay, has a fuller name maybe. Like I'm not sure what that stands for, but something something New York. Oh yeah, 
they call it sunny purchase yeah what commonly it, known as apparently i don't know why but anyways yeah. there you go if you guys know something let us know a <laughs> uh, little tidbit there but yeah so then yeah. boom she started learning uh studying like musical composition yeah yeah um and so that you can really hear where she's getting all this these skills yeah and influence and background yeah. in her writing because her melodies are really cool and really good and they often go somewhere you might not expect, yeah. but that feels really good when she hits the note. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, 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 she's really creative. Yeah. She, she has good skills. She knows where stuff's coming from and what works and what doesn't yeah. um, musically, which is cool. Yeah. So. And it was interesting because like, so while she was at college, she recorded her first two albums, right? Yeah. Um, so those first two albums were essentially schoolwork. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which then she released um, and she self-released those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lush in 2012 and uh, in 2013 retired from sad new career in business that's a great mm -hmm. little album title yeah <laughs> <laughs> um lots of uh, piano led uh, sort of compositions on here i think mm -hmm. and uh strings right i think she managed to like record like the string department at that college or something like that yeah got them on on these recordings yeah so like a, a big student orchestra like 50 kids or something crazy yeah and Which i think cool. uh she did have a producer help her out um scott moriarty mm -hmm. who, she, who she teamed up with and they were yeah they were like friends in the music department yeah. or something i think yeah 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 sounds about right good enough definitely um, I guess during this time too, she was in. I don't know if you saw. She was in a prog metal band called Voice Coils. Yeah, saw that. I guess she was a singer. I guess, or yeah, lead person. Do we have any info on that band? Are, are I they just the undersigned. I looked them up on Spotify. Oh, and, they are, and they're on there. But I think there's only like one single. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's it. They called Voice Coils or Voice Coil. Coils, voice coils. plural. Yeah. Ooh, 2015, a single. You in a place for a while by yourself. <laughs> yeah, these, these Interesting. titles. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I guess it seemed like she did that for a little while and then, yeah. I don't know, dropped out because she had her own thing going on, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's about all the, mu the info I have on that prog metal band Voice Coils. But, I mean, crazy first debuts from her, though. Uh, that album, Lush, mm -hmm. is it's legit. Like, yeah, she came um, out swinging. Yeah, when you first brought this artist to me, I listened to that first album all the way through, getting mm -hmm. to end. And it just sounds like someone who's already been established for a while. Right. Um, making, writing, and recording. Like, every, the, all everything, every aspect of it to me is, like, well put together. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, professional. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, goes to show her, you know, her, her abilities. Yeah. It seems like it comes pretty natural to her. Yeah. Although she also studied music to get that knowledge. Well, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. putting those two together. Yeah. Well, putting you, you yeah, like, yeah, putting her self-taught piano things mm -hmm. together with the knowledge from the school. Yeah. And then meeting someone like Scott, and then and this orchestra, and there are this other musicians as well. I think on on this right. Some I believe other, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because she doesn't play everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure. Um, do you mind if we play a little bit off of this? Or do, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I've off Lush, the first one. Yeah, I picked this track out because to me it sounded her vocals sound a little bit like Porter's Head. Do you know Porter's Head? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. slightly familiar. Yeah, um, yeah. This track's called Eric. Let's play a little bit of this. Cool.
Second track off of the first album. It's gorgeous, beautiful. Gosh, yeah, that actually also reminds me a bit of Bjork as well, mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of Lamb. Um, okay, another artist we yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah. And um, yeah, Bjork is one of her um, influences. I guess we I could yeah. throw out a couple influences. Yeah, because um, one of the things she did listen to growing up was a lot of American pop hits. Yeah, so we're talking Mariah Carey, we're talking Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, In <laughs> Sync. Yeah, like. Obviously, we all know who those guys are, and they're yeah. you know great yeah, yeah. Uh, groups or artists. Yeah, and then so that's kind of you know super poppy stuff, right? Yeah. But then she, I guess she stumbled on a CD by folk singer. I guess he's a folk singer, uh, Jeff Buckley. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I th I think he's more alternative, but I guess the stuff is it's electric, but it's folky. Yeah, yeah. But great guitarist, great vocalist, definitely. Yeah. Um, and he had some big hits, yeah, like alternative hits on the radio in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, I, I think he's passed, right? Yeah, I think he's part of the 27 Club. No, sorry, he passed away at 30. Okay, um, but still too yeah. young. Yeah, yeah. He was a great, great artist. I, I, I still have a lot of stuff to, to look into. Yeah, he's still very him. influential to mm -hmm. a lot of artists. Yeah, 100%. Even people. though he's, he's really low key. I don't yeah. know, like, like some cool artists or people know who he is, but yeah. not, uh, he's never like the first name off no. the, the top of everybody's head. No. Not just generally what I yeah. hear. Or I think what people I like hear. people like John Mayer and stuff like that cite him, I think, and stuff. Mm -hmm. People of that sort of genre, maybe. Right. A lot more. But um John Mayer's good yeah. too. He just dropped an album a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, I saw the cover of that Sob like Rock. 80s uh yeah. vibe. All his yeah. John Mayer's hilarious, low key. <laughs> he's his TikTok as well, right? Yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Um, uh, so she, she discovered Jeff Buckley and that made her realize that there's other ways of doing things yeah. as far as writing music and yeah. producing and creating stuff. So she found out, she found Bjork, yeah. M.I.A., yeah. um, who is, I don't know, anything from pop to, how would you describe M.I.A.? Um, I don't know. Because uh, they, they have stuff on the radio. She's a, pretty, a female rapper, actually. I was thinking of someone else when she's mentioned M.I.A. as well. Because like, I don't really know. I know the name MIA. Yeah. I think it's like some rapper dude, but I'm actually wrong. It's a female rapper. <laughs> um, I haven't, I haven't really, oh, she's from England apparently, but I haven't listened to okay. a lot of her stuff. Yeah. Neither have I, yeah. but I know the name. But I think one of the things Mitski said about her influences, cause she was asked like, you know, what her influences are. And she threw out these names that you mentioned. Um, and she said, yeah, I don't really sound like any of my influences. Mm -hmm. It was, it was more the fact that she was drawn to how they are, they're doing their things very independently and they have that right. sort of attitude kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's what she was drawn to and totally inspired her kind of thing. Um, but yeah, musically out, out of her influence is probably more closer to like Bjork and Jeff Buckley, mm -hmm. I would say sort of thing. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Bjork who's more unconventional. Mm -hmm. Very experimental as well. She's done a lot of crazy albums. Right. Different things. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So really cool to see that putting the super poppy stuff with super artsy, yeah, 
folksy stuff and yeah, yeah. you know putting those two ends together which is really cool definitely um mitski said you can do what you want it doesn't have to be this pop formula mm-hmm. and you don't have to have a voice or look this way yeah. end quote so yeah, yeah. nice yeah i think that was reminds me of something else she said as well because she thought for a long time that she couldn't do it she couldn't be an artist or a singer because she said she didn't see anyone that looked like her out on the mm-hmm. scene you know like a half asian female i mean singer sort of thing yeah right, right yeah. off the bat there's yeah. not a lot of asian american pop artists that are yeah that are really big that's true yeah. yeah i mean name name one more i can't name any it's tough yeah yeah off the top not, i don't know not anyone in the mainstream you know I can think of some maybe some hip hop artists or underground things like Kikigaku Mayo, but they're not really right. like, <laughs> and and they're not female either. Yeah, DJ Crush, he's a Japanese DJ, instrumental hip hop producer. Yeah, okay, but these are guys, so yeah, exactly as well. But yeah, so she's yeah. she's got this cool niche. Yeah, and I'm not sure how she personally got over that moment of thinking she couldn't do it. All I really know is that. I think at a certain point she realized that she couldn't do anything else. Like she was like, she had to do this mm-hmm. like music um, and express I think, herself that way. Right. Yeah. I think it's really cathartic yeah. for her and kind of yeah. introspective and allows her to manifest her emotions and get her emotions out yeah. for herself. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, And then also to be shared, obviously. Yeah. And communicated. So yeah. Super dope. So yeah, she had these two albums out and then she started, um, in New York. So I think her parents eventually settled in Chicago. That's where like her family home is. Mm-hmm. And she was at college in New York, lived in New York um, for a while. She still might call that home. I'm not sure. I think she bounces between the two. Well, speaking of, I think she doesn't have a home. Like, oh, nomadic. She's yeah. very nomadic. Okay. Yeah. To the point where she had her apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. And then she um, got out of the lease. And she said she just makes enough money that she can get Airbnbs or hotels. Oh, really? And she wow. literally just lives like that yeah. for any amount of time. Rent to Airbnb for a few months, yeah. go on tour, get hotels. Kind of makes sense because I've heard, I've heard a lot of artists talk about that where they like have a home and it's like, well, I'm hardly there. Some people yeah. just like, well, I'm paying rent for this empty apartment for six yeah. months because I'm on tour on the road. Yeah. And, I mean, it's yeah, a waste of money. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, so she's, I mean, kind of to talk about like her touring and her playing live, then she did used to play the piano live, I think. Mm-hmm. And she ditched it for the guitar for one reason, just being that the piano was too big and hefty to cart around everywhere. She's like, I need a smaller thing, you know. Yeah. So she just went with the guitar. Um, I saw a clip of her playing a Tiny Desk concert from a few years ago, actually. She looks really young. Mm-hmm. Um and it was interesting the way she was playing because it was she was just like doing a lot of like bar chords of one finger. I looked it up. Apparently, she rocks with an open D tuning. If uh, the oh, really? music folks out there want to get with that, um, yeah. Which uh, I think that sort of tuning allows you to play chords with just like one finger, kind of thing, like up and down the fret mm-hmm. instead of doing all these things. Um, I just looked it up too. She's thirty years old. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, so she's like played a lot of shows. She said she did one really memorable experience as a really bad show in LA. Um, she said it was the small venue. She said no one showed up. There was literally no one there. She said the, the sound engineer was like complaining. He was like, why am I even here kind of thing. Jeez. She said she had two like people at the sitting at the bar that were like cheering her on. And then she realized that 
uh, those two guys were in the band after her kind of thing. <laughs> but she said that it was just like really terrible oh. and, you know, the sound engineer was being all aggro about it. And, uh, you know, she realized, oh, shit, I guess I have to promote my shows as well as just play them as well. Um, she also said about that she needed to toughen up. So her, her way of toughening up was to play dive bars four nights a week. Mm. She said at places where people didn't want to hear her, didn't want that type of vibe there kind of thing, she'd just go and do it because she felt she needed to, like, toughen up. And yeah. She did, like, I think she said she did, like, 2,000, like, small shows like that mm -hmm. kind of thing all over the place to sort of really, you know. And again, she just out. realized yeah. I need to put in this work and this yeah. time mm -hmm. and just do it. Yeah, They don't want it. I don't want it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to do it starting to get nothing. to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I've been in that situation. When I first started playing shows in London, you know, it was terrible. Like, no one would be there. Mm -hmm. And this is before you could really use the internet to promote. Right. right? And uh, yeah, it was just like suck. And you're just kind of like, why am I doing this? Like, but, but, you know, I didn't really think that. I mean, there were certain shows you thought that, as you know, but yeah. You know, because you're like, oh, what's, you know, who are we playing to? Who's, what am I here you, for? Yeah. You know, we're trying to get a deal. We're trying to get some A&R people to see us, but there's no one there. And it's like, yeah. Well, it, it puts yeah. in perspective, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. a lot of artists want their music to be shared. Yeah. And so you kind of have to do that business portion of your, your, your thing. Yeah. Is you got to let people know yeah. that you're doing something. Yeah. And it's, I think it starts with friends as well. Like, um, you know, that's something I've really found being out here now, like... In Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle. Throughout all my years of playing music, Seattle has been the only place where people have showed up and I've actually got paid. <laughs> like, you <Right>. know, <laughs> we were, like, lucky if we got, like, four pounds each back in the day in London. How much like, is four pounds? Approximately. Well, back then, probably five dollars or something. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, so you can buy a hot dog or something? Yeah, we would have to, like, split between four man members and then split with the venue as well like it was some crazy deal where we had to get 20 people through the door and then after those 20 people you start getting a cut mm. with the door and all that you know so we never got more than five people show up kind of things <laughs> for us but um but that's kind of the, the shit you have to go through and uh exactly like yeah and, and like, yeah to come back to what you're saying like out here in seattle you know i think i've realized that you know you just have to tell people you're playing tell your friends invite mm -hmm. people that's where it starts with your own personal community um starts know. with awareness yeah exactly yeah same with yeah. all the the issues in society and stuff we just got to be educated and aware then mm -hmm. we can make a move yeah yeah very true yeah. i'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> that's my speech but um yeah so mitsuki also went on tour um by herself all over the country mm -hmm. um and maybe outside the country as well i'm not sure but definitely starting in america yeah and she talks about it being lonely you know obviously that is a lonely thing being out mm -hmm. on the road by yourself and um and she'd find it also hard to reconnect with her friends when she went back to new york because a lot of her friends don't do music and so it was hard for them to understand it's hard to relate her, her yeah hard to relate yeah sort of thing yeah i can imagine yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's like the tough, yeah, I mean, all props to Mitski for all of those years of hard graph on the road by herself. Yeah, she was grinding. Solo on stage. Yeah. Um, and she's yeah. by herself. She's paving her way by herself. She doesn't have a band. Exactly. And there's people Until helping recently, her. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 
but at the beginning that's the hardest yeah. part yeah doing it like i gotta do this by myself exactly. i'm yeah. gonna do it yeah even though i don't like it yeah playing yeah. crappy gigs with nobody yeah, yeah exactly. that's what you do yeah that's what you have to do so in 2015 mm-hmm. she came out with her first album that was on a label dead oceans mm-hmm. and that was puberty too um or no that was no 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 that was the album after what was that one called in oh, 2015? Oh, so she did, it was 2014, I think, Bury Me at Makeout Creek. Right, that's the one I was, was thinking. the of. third album. Um, they and said it was, uh, this is where she really sort of replaced the piano stuff with more guitar-led compositions. Um, kind of a lo-fi indie rock sound compared to the first two, some people have said. Um According to the New York Times, it was her breakout album, though. So it was, right. it was the third one that really got people's attention. And I think that's what, or yeah, 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 yeah. no, no the attention right. of yeah, Dead Oceans, the label that she signed with in 2015. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and her first album on Dead Oceans was Puberty Two. We played a track. And that was the best the American show. Girl. Yeah, so yeah, that was pretty critically acclaimed. Yeah, pretty big for her. Yeah, and that was her first single off of that. Mm-hmm. album as well yeah yeah so good yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that was supported by i think yeah a north american tour and a european tour yeah so she was touring extensively yeah um i think she played at south by southwest in austin texas mm-hmm. yeah which is dope never been you've been there no i haven't no. Oh. i always wanted to get out there south by south let's go yeah yeah i knew a bunch of people that were going to do it in 2020 but then it all got canceled are they doing it this year uh i don't know i don't know either 2021 I don't know. I have to look that up. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Lollapalooza Palooza just happened though. That's already uh, done? Yeah. I mean, time will tell. We're three months in the history here, but uh, people are talking about it as might be like a, we'll see how many COVID cases come out of this Uh-oh. sort of thing. So It's going to set the tone for the rest of the <laughs> industry as far as live music goes. For the events of that size, I think festivals and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. hopefully it is outdoors though, but there's a lot of, there's yeah. thousands of people so you know <laughs> no i saw some pictures and just crowds is it crowds yeah. crowds crowds so damn yeah yeah everyone i don't got nothing to say everyone do whatever you want yeah. uh blah, 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 blah. yeah so puberty two yeah widespread critical acclaim yeah um it was in the top 25 year end list by publications like uh rolling stone spin entertainment weekly yeah just not, uh, it's just a sentence that I stole, so that, that's why it sounded like I'm not actually. <laughs> it's like, I thought that's how you normally talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. But yeah, I think it was on Billboard alternative rock yeah. list. So like she's she's splashing, making yeah. splashes in the in the industry up against her cohorts and yeah. contemporaries. Yeah, yeah. So you know, making her mark. Yeah, which is cool. Um, um, should we play another track off that album? Of puberty too. Yeah, yeah. Give me some if yeah. you got it. Uh, I picked out yeah two uh, that I liked: Dan the Dancer and Happy. Pick the best one, Jay. Let's see, Dan the Dancer.
characteristic long fade out. Yeah, she likes those feedback and stuff. That song was pretty punky. It was got that big synth line in there as well. That was cool. That, that, was remind, that reminded me of the Cars when that synth came. Yeah, in. yeah, Cars. But, yeah, love that first Cars album. Oh yeah, very good. Super um, good. But yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. So she obviously has. She brings some energy as well as her kind of slower paced melodic songs yeah she also hits pretty hard yeah yeah with some punky attitude mm-hmm. and you know all uh distorted guitars and synths going so and she's basically yeah. yelling yeah so yeah energetic stuff yeah, yeah but yeah puberty 2 was pretty sick yeah and then uh 2018 up next about to be the cowboy yeah yeah that's the most l- latest album and yeah you said about like the title of this she did a kind of funny interview on of all things the daily show with trevor noah oh i didn't see that yeah I was, that was unexpected it was like uh, okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How, it was a good interview yeah it was funny she's funny um and uh yeah she was asked about the title of this album be the cowboy and she sort of like mentioned references like you know the marlboro man that would appear in all the the print magazine adverts and if you ever saw that the cowboy that was like their whole marketing strategy marlboro from marlboro yeah yeah did you ever see any of that no i think isn't there like the camel uh yeah, that was like a different thing yeah okay um uh, i'm not sure what camels ads look like but marlboro man was, was always the marlboro man was okay the, the maybe i'm unfamiliar um but also she said you know clint eastwood as a as mm-hmm. another reference and yeah it was like you were saying earlier at the top of the show it's that vibe of like you know the like the like I'm I'm a cowboy. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna roll into town, fuck everything up, and move on. Sort of yeah, <laughs> I love that attitude. That's yeah. You got to be that main character. Yeah, you have that main character energy. Yeah, when you're going into stuff. Yeah, non-apologetic. I yeah, think is another way of saying it. And yeah, that's kind of what she wanted to embody um, in this album and with that title. Um, she did say there are songs on that record about just loving somebody, though. She said as well. So still some delicate. Still some. She. I mean, she. Yeah. She's. She's not going to go away from the heartfelt stuff. That's what yeah. she's singing about. Yeah. Like real stuff like that. So yeah. even if she's, it's hidden under distorted guitars and yelling. Yeah. She's still, you know, she's pretty introverted, kind of yeah. loner type person. Yeah. Based on her history. Yeah. Is that yeah growing up? So mm-hmm. um, and yeah and also like. Uh, I think she does have this battle with like being a public person kind right. of thing, being the front artist sort of thing and with some sort of fame that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she said some people like press maybe have like tried to look to her to be like a spokesperson for like, uh, you know, a person of color sort of subject matters and stuff like that. And she said, oh, I'm probably the worst person for that because she'll just speak her mind. And she's just like, I'm not, I'm not, she said, I'm not the spokesperson or representative for anything. So yeah. <laughs> don't, don't look to her for that sort of thing. Um, you know, is what she said. But she, yeah, also with like the struggle with fame and that, she said sometimes she like thinks it would be best to just like destroy the whole thing and not make music anymore. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have to be this public persona type of person um she said that will make her happy but she also said the music stops her from dying so it's kind of yeah it's that tension i think which is coming through her music and you know and the way she puts stuff out and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um, it's it's the yin and yang yeah you know it's the dark and the light yeah life and death you gotta have both yeah 
or neither yeah. exist. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this is a good album. Yeah. Should we play Nobody? I'm excited for Nobody. Oh, yeah. This is the, the, the famous TikTok track, right? Yeah. That you talked about. Yeah, so I really like this. is my favorite song by her. And it has, uh, I got, I'm going to listen to the chorus on this one. You said the way she does it. Like, yeah, just the, the inflictions, the melody that yeah. she's singing, the same word over and over, but it doesn't, maybe it is, there's a couple, but it sounds like none, each one is a little bit differently phrased okay. as far as the cadence yeah, yeah. of that melody and cadence goes. So let me, listen in and let me know. My God, I'm so So good. A so bit of a discordant right? switch up towards the end. Of yeah, like that. a little yeah. key change at the end, I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, some of those piano chords are kind of odd. Mm -hmm. But still, it's, it's like a poppy disco song. Melancholy disco. <laughs> it is, yeah, melancholy disco. It's like yeah. beautiful, but sad. Yeah. Like, I know no one will save me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just it, uh, the yeah. words and the, and the, the chord progression. Yeah. And then it building into that chorus. Yeah. It's just really beautiful to me. Definitely. Yeah. It's good. So I love it. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I don't know. So more of that good stuff on Be the Cowboy. Yeah. I like the, and the idea of the album and the, the music backs it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't, haven't listened to a lot of this album, I will admit. Um, I was stuck on the first couple. But, yeah, I, I did pick out some other tracks from that as well. It was interesting. Uh, she said uh, when she went on tour in 2019 with, with this album, uh, she did. She started incorporating some buto choreography live. What's buto? So it's like a, a Japanese form of dance theater. Um, they said it was sort of came out of post-war Japan. Um, so like basically, uh, it's like a lot of. It kind of looks like you're doing tai chi. It's like but like lots of slow dance movements okay but it's supposed to be like portraying your inner emotions through these gestures and stuff like that mm -hmm. cool um crazily years and years ago i went to a buto class <laughs> oh my friend uh <laughs> was super into it after seeing it in a movie i think we went to a movie at seattle film festival and buto was a big part of this film that we saw mm-hmm and he was an actor and he wanted to go to this He's class. Inspired. Yeah, so it was like he took me along and I, I did not like it. Um, <laughs> I don't like doing group things. And, sure. And we, it just wasn't my cup of tea sort of thing. Fine. Uh, also, I think it, I kind of feel this way about um, sort of 
it's not sort of like co-opting a culture, but it's like doing something that's not really genuinely you. Like you it know, feels like you're appropriating their culture. Yeah, or just like I'm trying. It's like for me, like playing reggae music is like I've had this conversation lately with another band that I've been doing stuff with. Um, so I'm open about it, and, mm-hmm. I, and I told them I was like, you know. It's like, yeah, I can play like reggae drums and that, but I feel like I'm not, I didn't grow up listening to that music and I'm not really from, and I've also met people that are deep into that in my history of like meeting people like musicians from Jamaica and stuff like that. And yeah, so I feel like it's not my thing and I kind of feel that way about doing Buto as well. It's like, or, you know, it's just like not really, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is weird. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But Miski did team up with like professional choreographers that do that thing. Um, so I don't think Miski was doing it herself on stage, but she had other dancers that were like doing mm-hmm. it as they were playing the tracks and stuff like that. But it's so, cool though, either way. Yeah, so it would have been great to see like that. Maybe she'll do more of that. In the yeah, I think she has experimented with um, her live performances, kind of going back to who she is as a person, like yeah. you were saying. And she doesn't know what she should do or who who she is, and she's explored this. And I think she's done stuff like stand completely still in one spot for the whole set. <laughs> wow! And then I mean, I think there's I've seen photos of her like laying down on like a big box, yeah, and singing while she's laying down. Mm. So I mean, it's cool that she experiments with different styles of performance. Yeah, yeah. The uh, tiny desk thing I saw of her it was just her and an electric guitar super raw mm-hmm. emotion and there's one point in one of the songs where she's like singing into the guitar pick mm-hmm. and as she's singing it's like vibrating the strings and stuff like that and that's cool like making a sound kind of thing i've seen a couple yeah. artists do that the first yeah. the first one was switchfoot switchfoot okay yeah i know the name i'm not sure yeah they're pretty good okay yeah, yeah. they're yeah. big um influential in my music life yeah and i thought that was super dope when i saw him doing that yeah. i've seen him do it live and so not to take away from Mitski, but Switchfoot <laughs> yeah. was doing that 20 years ago. <laughs> or playing the, <laughs> playing the guitar with your teeth, Jimi Hendrix style. Is yeah. Next level. Obviously, people have done this. to me. That seems painful. But. That doesn't sound... Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with that the teeth. I know. I'm like, mm, okay, I got to be done with this podcast now. and yeah. go brush my teeth. Sorry. Um, um, that's all I got for Be the Cowboy. Yeah. And that's, that's basically up to date yeah. um, for Mitski. Yeah, she's I, done a few other things like around anime. She's a big anime fan. Yeah. So I think she's been doing some like soundtrack type things for some animations and stuff like that. Cool. Um, some that she was approached to do uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. She must her. have been doing that because this album came out, Be the Cowboy came out 2018. Yeah. So she's probably concentrating on that. Then we had the pandemic. So she's probably taking a step back. Yeah. Obviously from touring and whatnot. Maybe she'll be back soon. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Coming to a town near you. I'd go see a Mitsuki show. I'd do. I'm down. Yeah. Sounds like she puts on a show as well. Yeah. Good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, shall well, we play out? That's all I got, bro. All right. That's Mitsuki. Uh, that's Mitsuki. And then we're going to play out with me and my husband. <laughs> okay. From uh, her album, Be the Cowboy. Then she doesn't have a husband, does she? um well no one knows because she's very personal about it's that her, private it's she, that, that she private. might uh yeah i don't know i feel like she doesn't but yeah. if you know she has talked a lot about actually relationships well not a lot but like sort of comments here and there mm-hmm. about, you know uh 
she said she does this thing where every time she's dating someone or talking to someone that she'll ask for their star sign. Hmm. And apparently if you're a Sagittarius, it's a no-go for her because she's had some bad experiences with multiple Sagittarians. So. <laughs> do, you, do you buy all that astrology? Um, I do a little bit. I think there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel because it's based on the stars. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like, you know, uh, bad advice or people out there giving bad advice for money. But I think if you could find the correct information, like it's all about like the day and time you were born and where you were born, where the stars aligned, like that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, just I've only just like read a description of a Sagittarius person on some website once. And it pretty much like describes a lot of my personality, I think. You're but, Sagittarius? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> Sorry, Mitski. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would recommend you do that. Read like a description of your star sign and see if, if you like uh, see any. I just don't think it makes sense because like, they, they came up with these rules a long time ago for what you read in the stars. Right. But like the stars are in different places now. Well, I don't know. So it... it is this, a, is this an astronomy podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because my knowledge is, uh, you know, teetering on the edge. We have uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is coming on. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Actually, Jesse, the stars are always <laughs> in the same place. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was doing know. some reading, looking yeah. into it. Oh, yeah. And I think the stars are in different places. Or either our perspective from Earth mm. is in a different place. So, like, technically, yeah. like, Earth is, none of this is standing still. No, no. Like we're going around the sun, right? But we're still like we're going like this, yeah. Like we're moving. Yeah, everything, everything's, everything's moving. moving out there. Yeah, and so orbits and shit. So. It's not like it's been here yeah. for all these billions of years, just yeah. in one spot. We could be in a completely so. different part of space than when we were. No, literally, <laughs> we don't. Know. No, literally. That's why I think that's the problem with time travel, is because if uh, you can figure out how to go back in time, yeah, Earth would not be anywhere near where you went back to so you'd be like in the middle of space yeah so we we may have invented time travel successfully but everyone who time travels just ends up in the middle of space somewhere damn so you also have to figure out how to go back in time but also where in space you end up right that's why time travel is so hard i do i have read some things about how could time travel be invented it's an interesting thing yeah it is yeah time doesn't (laughs) exist no so there's only now and that's possible. gone we that's passed already, that's already in the history books now we're we're in the past that's the weird thing all about. we have is the current moment exactly but we'll have this forever on signal on youtube so subscribe today yeah <laughs> hit that bell tap that bell yeah smash that like button smash it destroy leave a comment that something um oh, no, i'm not gonna be one of these people i'm not i'm not doing that sorry <laughs> we're saying it ironically yeah ironically please yeah. hit the dislike button on our videos we, we <sighs> want haters right a hate comment hate yeah. fueled yeah just say your say your worst about us not about me roast us yeah roast <laughs> us don't say anything the artists we're talking about are lovely you can roast yeah. me though have yeah. at it yeah um, but if you guys have any cool stories about Mitski or anything, hit us up at that email, Jay. Roost what is that? to grooves at signalradio.com, S-I-G-N-L, radio.com. Also, uh, go, yeah, signalradio.com for the full videos because sometimes some music gets cut out of these. I'm starting mm. to notice more often. Um, but also, if you just want to catch the audio stuff, roots to grooves.com, every episode.
up there. Yeah. For free. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, we'll catch you next time, right? Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. This Peace. is Spin Mitski, and this is her track. Me and her, my husband. Her husband. <sighs> I steal a few breaths from the world for a minute And then I'll be nothing forever And all of my memories and all of the things I have seen Will be gone with my eyes, with my body, with me, but me. Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal Radio For more music and independent culture visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.